station. Right here. The following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Events occur in fake time. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of Simulation Radio Live. It is May 11th, 2021, and boy, do we have a lot to cover today. There is so much stuff out there. Everybody is freaking out about the Colonial Pipeline thing, especially around here. Gas prices are soaring. People are freaking out. People are lining up at the store, and we will cover that momentarily. In a matter of seconds, even. But first, I'm a little distracted once again tonight because there's something that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to quit vaping. Now, it's a little bit of an unfortunate happening. A couple months ago, you know how it starts, right? You know how the nicotine addiction starts. You maybe get like a couple hits off a cigarette or you have a really stressful day and you just decide, you know what? I'm going home. I'm slamming a whole fucking pack of cigarettes and... That is what happened. It started off as a particularly stressful time, particularly stressful time. Let's enunciate that. And the addiction kind of piled up a little bit. It started off with a couple hits here, started off with a couple vape hits here. And then next thing you know, I am full fledged. Like every minute I have to take a hit of it. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. I will lock myself in the freezer at work. At least it will be work for the next week. I lock myself in the freezer in order to have a stress-relieving moment to just ooh, get, give me a good hit of that vape. Just give me one. Just give me one so that I can go back to doing work. And I would like to know if anybody else has any one of those types of quitting stories that they want to share. Make sure to be following along with the show, too. It is at Simulation Radio on all of the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, not TikTok, because TikTok can go suck my dick and then watch in a week I'll cave and it'll be at Simulation Radio on TikTok. But for now, it's not on TikTok. It's everywhere else. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, make sure that you're following the live show, too, because you can chat along with us interact with the chat we'll go through your comments as the show goes on we'll hear what you have to say because i want to incorporate some more of that into the show too so leave a comment let me know what you think about anything that we talk about it is at simulation radio on everything and i want to hear your quitting stories i want to hear your nicotine quitting stories let me know how difficult it was i actually was completely addicted to cigarettes for a while too there was a a time period towards like Christmas of last year where you know 
I don't want to say they're going through some things. Everybody's fucking going through some things. And some people deal with that by smoking a metric fuck ton of cigarettes. One woman, I believe, will probably be rethinking her addiction to cigarettes. This woman out of Pensacola who she just decided, you know what? I want to go to Taco Bell. All I want is a nice burrito or a nice taco or a nice anything else that we have at Taco Bell. Anything anything's good you just go to taco bell you order give me one of anything and trust me it's gonna be the same value that you're getting regardless of if you like taco bell or not you're getting that same value but one pensacola woman claims that she found a cigarette wrapped up with one of her taco bell orders and it was nice and soggy just perfect this video comes out of pensacola and if i were this woman and i got a damp moist cigarette in my taco i'm probably rethinking my addiction to nicotine after that regardless of whether or not i think i can handle it i find a fucking cigarette in a taco bell wrapper i find a cigarette in a burrito or a taco or anything and we're we're just we're calling it a day on the fucking we're calling it a day on the nicotine i'll tell you that much right here. she found a cigarette wrapped alongside a taco did she now she got from taco bell WKRG.com mobile Here, I'll put Daniel this on the Smithson screen so that you guys can see it. the woman about a mistake Whoops, she says could have hurt her. Hey, hey. The woman tells me this Taco Bell in Escambia County gave her a side of tobacco she didn't ask for. A side I of tobacco. Didn't even get to hear the whoosh. But they didn't. Tora Helsel says she went to Taco Bell on South New Warrington Road Monday afternoon and grabbed some lunch. Two chalupas two and chalupas. a soft taco. And Helpful a soft taco. All right, two chalupas. Let you know. Let's pause and analyze this Taco Bell order real quick. Two chalupas, one taco. That sounds like a bad, a bad porn video in the making. Two chalupas, one taco. I don't want to watch that video. I'm not watching two chalupas, one taco. I didn't even make it through all of two girls in one cup. I'm definitely not watching two chalupas, one taco. Chalupas, okay. Chalupas are actually okay, though. That's the thing. Chalupas are relatively okay. The crispiness, I don't actually know how they do it. I think they deep fry a tortilla, right? And by do it, I mean, I don't know how they do it at the Taco Bell secret laboratory over in Taco Bell headquarters. I don't fucking know how they do that. I'm assuming they get them all frozen and they prepare them like uh, as such. But that is definitely not something that you would expect in your burrito oh look at this we got a perfect close-up on the cigarette it looks like oh that's fucking disgusting it looks like it's got oil damped in it i don't know if that's an actual picture the taco to or an actual depiction daughter. of it like when i picked the taco up out of the wrapper it was stuck to the bottom of the taco uh. also says she took the food back to the restaurant and got a refund but was shocked at employees reactions of course, of course. Look at that. The fucking Taco Bell sign says now hiring. We I talked about this yesterday. We talked about it last night during the Eye on Social Media segment where we covered the Chick-fil-A sign wars bit. And that's what's going on with every fast food location right now. Every fast food place is now hiring. And you wonder why people don't want to work there. It's because people are doing shit like this. I mean, it's not because everybody's getting unemployment and, you know what, I'll take unemployment over going to Taco Bell any day. But that's besides the point. That's beside the point. Seems really mad about it. 
that I guess that I had came back up there. I don't know if it was intentionally put there or if somebody had it on their ears and they were maybe rolling a taco and it fell in there. Taco Bell says it's First of all, okay, I was about to ask the hypothetical question of what kind of Taco Bell employee would be holding a cigarette in their ear as they're rolling a taco, but I quickly realized that the answer to that question is probably a lot of them, I would assume. Investigating the issue, releasing this statement, saying we take this very seriously. Our franchise owns hope so. and operates this location is looking into this matter and will be reaching out to the customer directly. They fucking better. A representative better. from Taco Bell reached out to Helsel, offering a free meal or movie if she took down a... One free meal or movie if she took down the social media post. All right, I've had about enough of this story. She gets one free meal in exchange for taking down her viral social media post that went viral, her, her viral social media post that went viral. She's getting offered one free meal and a movie ticket. And I don't know about you, but if I find a cigarette in my fucking burrito, I don't know if it was the burrito or the taco or the chalupa, if it could have been any one of those. Either way, if I find a damp fucking oily cigarette in any one of those things, I want way more than a free movie or a free one meal. I want Taco Bell for free for the rest of my fucking life, okay? If that is what I'm finding in my Taco Bell burrito, this Taco Bell is lucky that this woman doesn't take her to court. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I've seen I've seen worse things in this. Of course it went viral. So that type of situation, that is a thing that I really think is going to help you quit uh, nicotine if that's what you're you're looking to do. You're trying to quit nicotine, you're really addicted, and then all of a sudden, bam, cigarette in my taco. And that, that would be my last day of smoking cigarettes. All right, it's time to talk about the Keystone Pipeline thing because we have, I've teased that on social media exactly the right amount. So the Keystone Pipeline, not the Keystone Pipeline, I cannot believe that I did that. The Colonial Pipeline, that's the one. The Keystone Pipeline is offshore, and the Colonial Pipeline stretches from New York to Texas, and it's one of the main oil and gas providers of the eastern region, essentially. And I'll put a picture of what the, uh, the gas pipeline looks like on the screen here. Check that out. So this is the full breadth. Let me zoom in on this a little bit. This is exactly the full breadth of what this pipeline reaches, what the coverage the is incident, going on here. I'm... Hey, shut up. We're not ready for you yet. I didn't call on you. So this pipeline is fairly large. It stretches all the way, I say from New York, but it doesn't look like it actually enters New York. It stretches all the way from the northern tip of New Jersey all the way down to where... Oh, I did it again. This is the wrong show. I'm still working out the kinks. We'll, we'll get used to that eventually. It stretches all the way down to around the eastern part of Texas. And that's a pretty big portion of the country that gets a lot of uh, gas from this pipeline. And it was recently suspect, suspected to malware over this past weekend, on Friday specifically, the FBI has linked the cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline to a ransomware hacker called Darkside, which sounds, uh, ironically enough, as more details about the emergency Friday shutdown continue to emerge. 
It came after widespread outages across a pipeline system that carries gasoline from Texas to the Northeast and supplying around 45% of all gas to the region. So it doesn't supply all the gas to the region, but it makes up for almost half of it, which means something happening to it is going to cause quite a tussle in society, which we will cover momentarily as we uh, get through the rest of this story. Experts say the severity depends on whether the ransomware made its way into the company's operational technology, which interfaces the pipeline itself. Colonial has not given any public indication as to how, the, how severe the hack has been. However, there are measures that are being taken into place here. The Biden administration, for instance, is weighing whether to waive the Jones Act temporarily amid rising gas prices and shortages following this cyber attack on the largest pipeline between Texas and New York. Now, waiving this rule, a lot of the storyline, a lot of the narrative that has been shaped around what this particular story means, around what the Jones Act waiver means, and a lot of it's being boiled down to, it's going to let us import more oil, which is not quite the case here, because waiving the rule will allow non-U.S. maritime vessels to carry oil from ports on the Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast, let me go golfing there to the one along the Atlantic coastline where a gas shortage is in effect. It's not necessarily the fact that it's allowing us to import oil. It's just allowing other ports and other ships that normally would not be allocated to that to actually be used for this in, in emergency function. The Transportation Department started the work needed to enable consideration of a temporary and targeted waiver, including a survey of whether there are even enough of these Jones Act qualified vessels to carry the petroleum from Gulf ports to the eastern seaboard. They issued an hours of service waiver, which provides greater flexibility to drivers who are transporting gas and diesel and jet fuel across 17 states, as well as the District of Columbia. So measures are being taken. Hopefully, this does not turn into a situation where we're facing actual shortages. However, a breaking state of emergency has been declared in 17 states and in D.C. over the cyber pipeline attack. This broke right before the show went on. And a state of emergency declaration essentially means that a lot, of, a lot more resources are going to be dedicated towards doing something about this we don't quite know what it is in fact let's hear president biden talk about it as well because president biden issued a statement today from the white house probably uh just blaming russia from what it seems like let's hear from president biden i'd like to start by saying a few words about the ransomware cyber attack currently impacting colonial pipeline say a few words I would hope so. But was it Russia? That's what I want to know. The FBI also is engaged to assess the uh, and address this attack. The agencies uh, across the government have acted quickly, quickly to mitigate any impact on our our fuel supply. And over the weekend, at my direction, the Department of Transportation issued an emergency order Good. to loosen restrictions on truck drivers in order to allow more fuel to be transported by a tanker. 
We're prepared to take additional steps depending on how quickly the company is able to bring its pipeline back to full operational capacity. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has determined Colonial's network was infected by So President Biden, whoops, the, the clip cut out there. President Biden gave a press conference today essentially declaring, all right, we've declared a state of emergency. We've got stuff to do. We're going to be doing all of the stuff. And Colonial said that the malware attack, they don't know the severity. However, they're working to regain access and to regain control of the pipeline. And they're hoping that it will be online by the end of the week. However, that's not stopping people from freaking out because, oh, my God, we don't know if we're going to have gas. And do you know what happens? It's like around here where we have emergencies for, for instance, hurricanes. And if anybody lives in the Florida area or if anybody that lives in an area that's relatively prone to hurricanes like uh, New Orleans, I know, for instance, maybe the Panhandle. And the site is completely bizarre. It is absolutely just astounding to see when these kinds of emergencies happen because people line up across the block for gas. And if you've never seen something like this in real life, seeing the human panic that happens from these situations is just absolutely unreal. Fortunately, though, the New York Times is here to really just quell our fears because they put out in an article earlier because the New York Times is just classic investigative journalism. They know everything. They're definitely not trying to promote a narrative. Since the shutdown, there have been no long lines or major price hikes for gas, which sounds like intentional misleading to me. Now, obviously, the New York Times has some legitimate journalists in there, I'm assuming, probably, maybe, and it's not that hard to go on Twitter and see one of the hundreds of thousands of fucking clips that people have put out only today, merely from today. There's a lot of them, and it went viral on social media. All these New York Times reporters had to do was just maybe look at any of them to to figure out, oh, wait a minute, there are long lines, and there are major price hikes for gas, and we'll see a couple of them here. An Instagram follower just posted this, or sent somebody, a popular uh, Twitter influencer, a video from South Carolina. Look at here. I'm going to put some of these up on the screen here so that you can see. I'm going to make sure to do the right show this time. There we go. Look at this. An Instagram follower just sent this video from South Carolina. I'm going to play a couple of these. That looks like a pretty long line to me. You can't even see the gas station. Wow. There it is. That's insane. Here's another one, gas lines all the way down to the expressway. And this is just to prove a point to, oh God, I'm, I know I'm, I'm wearing the Eagle shirt and I know that sets me up just perfectly to do a fake news bit, but it's hard to not argue that, that the fake news has a narrative when the New York Times, one of the most respected outlets in our country, is blatantly misleading and blatantly just putting out completely false facts that can be easily proven false by a quick check of 
any of the firsthand accounts of increased gas prices and long lines at the expressway. Up oh, here's another one. Let's check it out. Circle K. Oh god. Okay, so there's another thing that happened in this clip too. The camera pans forward just a little bit to where the sign on the big giant gas billboard the gas price on that goes from I believe what it says is 279 on that and then when the camera pans back to it you can actually see the gas price rise in real time from 279 to 309 and if that doesn't show you that gas prices are rising and people are freaking the fuck out about this then I don't know what else to tell you, New York Times. I really don't, because you can see it just about anywhere. It takes a small modicum of research to figure out that their entire headline is just wrong, and the way that they've promoted this story is wrong. And it's hard not to argue that fake news is a thing. I know I'm I'm wearing wearing the Eagle shirt. That sounds a lot like like fake news, but. Here we go. All right, let's let's check some more out. More gas stations in Charlotte. That's that's a long ass line. Here's one from Plymouth, North Carolina. It's a line for gas all the way around the building. Wow, that's oh god. You know what I just recently forgot? Oh, check this out too before we get to that. And you really just know the exact types of people that are going to go and fill look at this this is a picture if you're not watching the live video by the way at youtube.com slash simulation radio then you're really missing out on the video element of this obviously if you're a podcast listener i still love you but if you're a live show listener then you get to see this perfect view of this middle-aged white bread couple probably from the around the panhandle area they got their five tanks of gas, and they just decided that they are really stocking up. It's, we got to go to the gas station. I hear that Colonial Popline. It broke. So we got to go out and get some more gas. That's, it's kind of scary, honestly. I, I've got a quarter fucking tank of gas right now, and I need to go fill up. I'm a little scared. I'm a little afraid that I'm going to go to the gas station. There's going to be ridiculously long lines, gas shortages. Probably should have probably should have checked that out on the way home. But you know what? Regardless, will I get my gas or not? Who fucking knows? Will anybody even get their gas? The world may never know. So we're following this Colonial Pipeline story, and I'll keep everybody else updated as to uh, what goes on here, whether or not this actually... The pipeline is actually operable again by the end of the week because that is what Colonial came out and stated in one of their statements that occurred today, which is that we plan to have the Colonial pipeline operational again by the end of the week. Gas prices are soaring. Another thing that the New York Times just claimed isn't happening, but gas prices have seen a six cent price jump this week over to two ninety six, which is quite striking gas prices are already on the rise this kind of thing is definitely not going to help you if you're looking to have cheaper prices at the pump and we'll 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 see how this this shakes out the shutdown will have implications on gasoline supply and prices but the impact will vary regionally i bet that region that it varies in is the one where the fucking pipe doesn't work
I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. So when we come back, I want to get to a very interesting thing that I just bought on Amazon recently. Now, if you're one of those people that watches your phone a lot, particularly if you're one of those people that likes watching stuff on your phone and also just has to show it to everybody else around you, regardless of whether or not they want to hear it, then stick around because I just found something on Amazon recently that you guys have got to hear about. Plus, we will also have Entertainment Club as well. NBC will no longer be airing the Golden Globes in the future. It got canceled, which leads to the question, did anybody really watch the Golden Globes anyway? Plus, Tom Cruise is outraged again, and nobody really knows why. And by nobody really knows, I mean everybody knows why, because Tom Cruise make sure, made sure that he let the world know about it. Plus, Seth Rogen has an interesting response to James Franco's sexual allegation allegations. And that leads me to think, what happened to that response maybe a year ago? Stick around. We will cover all of that when we come back. Simulation Radio. all you guys i know you're using instagram which i'm not gonna knock you for using instagram in fact if you're using instagram you should be following at simulation radio on it because there's a lot of cool stuff there but there is one thing that you should be looking out for which is a mysterious instagram story that went viral that is reported to freeze your phone this was discovered by a youtuber by the name of mr who set who set the boss, whose real name is Arun Maney? Oh, God, don't, don't fucking, don't butcher me over that one. I try, I did my best, everybody. He was able to solve the mystery behind the issue, taking viewers down a dizzying maze of technological lo- logistics. The Instagram video can be found on an Instagram account at PGTALAL, PGTALAL. And unless you want your phone to automatically freeze, don't go check it out. That's not a good idea. It's like when guys smell something really fucking awful, they smell something. And of course, the first thing that you do is you turn around to somebody and you go, oh, God, that's terrible. Hey, smell that. Make sure it's terrible. Now, you don't want to do that in this situation unless you want your phone to freeze up, according to the YouTuber. The offending account has two main Instagram stories on his page, and if you click them, you'll have a different experience depending on what kind of device you're on. If you're on an Android, you'll see a plain purple screen with confetti and then hear a song called Your Love. Those using an iPhone will see a gray screen emblazoned with a line of Arabic text and will be left with a completely unresponsive phone. 
So if you click on that story, your phone's going to freeze up regardless of which which uh whether or not you're an iPhone or an Android user. It's going to fuck your phone up. It's going to blow it up. It's going to uh, you're you're going to have to restart it because it's it's going to explode. It, it your phone is going to explode if you click on this story. I would highly recommend that you don't click on this story. Just you know, just maybe just just check it out for research purposes or or don't because that's probably a bad idea. In order to test out the reaction, the YouTuber installed Instagram on several smartphones and discovered each of the iPhones crashed as soon as the story was opened. And even even high end ones, even you got your fucking iPhone 12, you got your latest one or like your iPhone 12.5 that's going to come out later this year. That's going to include absolutely zero new things, but all the Apple people are going to fucking buy it anyway even on those. So you're not safe, iPhone 12.5 people. You better watch out for this Instagram story. After conducting his series of tests, Maney reached out to Anane Aurora, an undergrad security research assistant at Arizona State University, because great things are happening at Arizona State. They combined their skills and eventually found that the error occurred because the offender used an HTTP proxy to manipulate the width and height of the UI elements of the story. So Essentially, what happens here for anybody that's not into the the technological jargon, he went in and edited the the code to the story somehow in order to manipulate how big and how high the UI elements are. That way, it causes the story to be like so big that you can't you can't even click out of it. All of the things that you can usually press in order to escape the story, it doesn't it just doesn't show up. So. It essentially means that you're going to have to hard reset your phone or you've got to, you know, take it down to you break iFix or to one of those places and go, oh, my God, my phone's got a virus. If you're over 40, that's probably how you'll, you'll react to this. The perpetrator was unmasked that account PG Talal as a 14 year old boy after he actually replied to the YouTuber in the investigation Supposedly, the teen had been coding since he was 11 and was bored after being stuck in quarantine. So this teen, this prodigal teen at coding, just decided, you know what? I am bored in quarantine. I don't have anything to do. So instead, I'm going to code an Instagram story that will immediately just crash everybody's phones. I kind of want access to that story. It can make make some fun things happen. But be careful. If you see this Instagram story virally going around, then probably don't click on it. I don't know what the story actually looks like. Stories are just previews of what's actually in the story, right? So if you see, like, if you see uh, a story pop up from this user, I'm far from an expert on social media. So, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to stop there and stop going down that rabbit hole so that everybody knows exactly how terrible of a social media user I am. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop that. All I want to do is provide a brief public service announcement for you, which is that you don't want to open up your phone if you see this story. A California man spent five million dollars in fraudulent COVID relief on luxury cars, lavish trips, and just overall trying to live the high life, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. 
this story comes out of California where you've heard the stories over there of businesses being able to take out PPP loans, the Payment Protection Program. And this program was given to the community, to the public, as a way for businesses to recuperate some of the losses that they sustained based on the, the COVID-19 pandemic because they need money. They're losing money by not being able to be in business, especially in California, where they were locked down for a much longer amount of time and they had much more draconian lockdown measures than a lot of the rest of the free world. Yeah. America, baby. Except California. Let's just, you know, maybe we could detach them and they can float off into the ocean. Uh, one can only dream. But. This Orange County man was arrested today on federal charges alleging that he fraudulently obtained $5 million in PPP loans for his sham business and then used the money on himself by purchasing a Ferrari, a Bentley, and a Lamborghini. Just one of them is not enough. He can't just settle with the Ferrari or the Bentley or the Lambo. He's, he has got to have all three of them, according to... 38-year-old Mustafa Kadiri. He just, he needs all three of them. Nothing else will suffice. A grand federal jury indictment was enacted upon him on Wednesday, charging him with four counts of bank fraud, four counts of wire fraud, one count of aggravated identity theft, and six counts of money laundering. He surrendered to special agents with Homeland Security Investigations, L.A., this morning and is expected to make his initial appearance in court as well. The case is the result of an investigation by HSI's El Camino Real Financial Crimes Task Force. So at least one of the, the few things that'll give me a little bit of faith in the system is that at least they have people that are going out there and investigating this, which I would really hope so, because I know that there is a world, there is a world out there not unlike the world that we're living in, it could be a parallel universe where people are doing this unchecked. And it's not an uncommon thing. I'm sure I've heard of a lot of uh, potential business fraud and bank fraud that could be committed. Let's say, hypothetically, this is an easy process, too. Let's just say, hypothetically that you wanted a business loan. You see all these COVID funds, especially a story today that California has a $39 billion or million surplus, that is, and they're considering giving it out as another stimulus plan to California residents. But this world out there exists. And imagine this world. You want some COVID money. You want a big heaping helping of that COVID stack you see all the money that's being allocated to some of these businesses. However, the key point of that, the key, the gatekeeper to that idea is that I'm not a business. I am a human being and not a business, but Mustafa Kadiri found the way around that. All you, all you have to do is just register as a business. I believe it's, depending on the state, it's what, 250 bucks to, to get the license for an LLC, depending on what state you are. And I can't imagine that other people did not have this idea, too. So it's very fortunate. And I'm, I'm glad that the FBI is watching over us like the supreme overlords that they are to make sure that people are not doing this. According to the indictment, Kadiri claimed to have operated four Newport Beach-based companies 
none of which are currently in operation. So he made four companies in order to take out these loans because it makes sense, right? One business is probably not going to be eligible for $5 million in loans, I would think. Kadiri is claimed to have operated All-American Lending Incorporated, All-American Capital Holdings Incorporated, Rad Media Lab Incorporated, and Adblot, Adblot Incorporated. You know, the sad part about this is that now some poor social media influencer or some poor content creator is not going to be able to take the name Rad Media Lab Incorporated and use it for their, their fucking content. And that's just a shame, honestly. If I was able to see Rad Media Lab Incorporated as a content creator, still wouldn't want to watch them or listen or consume their content at all. But you know what? It would be kind of cool. It would be kind of interesting, at least. In May and June of 2020, Kadiri allegedly submitted false and fraudulent PPP loan applications to three banks on behalf of those companies. The false information allegedly included the number of employees to whom the company paid wages, altered bank account records with inflated balances, and fictitious quarterly federal tax return forms. So Kadiri really went all out. He really wanted that Lambo, that Ferrari, and that Bentley because he falsified bank statements, he falsified pay stubs, falsified employees. This guy really went the whole nine yards towards getting that $5 million, all because he wanted some Ferraris, some Bentleys, some Lambos. I, you know what, man? You could have gotten away with it, too, if you weren't greedy as fuck and you weren't trying to get all three of them. Look, you make one fraudulent corporation, you get maybe a half of that or whatever one-third of $5 million is. I'm not doing mental math. Maybe the, the algorithm can do it for me. I'm not doing the mental math here, but maybe... You could have done one of those PPP loans under one of your companies and just bought either the Ferrari, the Bentley, or the Lamborghini rather than get greedy and try and go for all three of them. So overall, you've got the right idea here because, and by right, I mean morally reprehensible, I'm sure. They're, I'm just freaking out about how morally reprehensive this is. Oh, no. HSI special agents, they seized the Ferrari and the Bentley and the Lambo that he allegedly purchased with the fraudulent PPP loans, along with $2 million in alleged ill-gotten gains from his bank account. So, you don't get to keep the $2 million either? Man. I'm sorry. What, what was his first name again? Mustafa Kadiri. You're going to have to do better on your bank fraud next time. So now, let's do Entertainment Club. A lot of spicy stuff in the world of entertainment, and we are going to get to at least most of it, depending on how the time situation works out. NBC will not be airing the next Golden Globes after a diversity controversy. That's right. Golden Globes are canceled. Temporarily, at least. And this is ending a decades-long relationship between the network and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the nonprofit responsible for the awards. 
The network announced that it would not carry the show in 2022 after controversy surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association Association's lack of diversity and other ethical questions. So the Hollywood Foreign Press Association just isn't, it's not diverse enough. They need more diversity, regardless of whether or not it's diversity of thought. They need racial diversity because we all know that shoehorning diversity into everything, especially in situations that don't necessarily call for it, it works out better for everybody. Look, we all know that's how it works. You just, you got to throw diversity into everything. You even have to just virtue signal about the fact that you're so diverse which is definitely not what Hollywood does at all. That's definitely not. It wasn't what the Golden Globes were all about anyway. The Golden Globes definitely were not all of the celebrities sitting up there on the podium and giving speeches about how out of touch they are and, and how everything just needs to change and we need to do better. We need to do better. Nobody cares. Has anybody maybe considered the fact that nobody wants to watch the Golden Globes because they're fucking terrible and nobody really wants to watch a celebrity sitting on their high horse just talking down to us because they're a fucking actor or actress in a movie? Guess what? That doesn't make your opinion any more valid. Nobody cares just because you have cameras on you. All of them. And you can see that in the fact that ratings have plummeted for award shows across the board, including the Globes, due to a... Uh, Interesting combination of factors, amongst them the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, okay, it's definitely the co it's definitely the pandemic. That's what's causing the ratings for all the Academy Awards to be down. Not because it's fucking boring and nobody wants to watch celebrities sit up there and talk and jerk themselves off the whole time. Wow, who who would have guessed? Not me. I would not have been able to figure that out. This show this past year was hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and was watched by 6.9 million people. Nice. Not nice because it's actually the lowest rated Academy Awards since NBC took on the Academy Awards in the 90s. NBC has come out, however, and stated that should the Hollywood Foreign Press Association execute on their plan to just have more diversity? That's what you got to shoehorn in more diversity. And if the Hollywood Foreign Press Association does that, then NBC is hopeful that they will be in a position to air the show in January of 2023. And it's an interesting question that's brought up because I also want to know you guys' take on this too. Leave a comment in the video at Simulation Radio on everything, especially the YouTube video, if you're watching the live version of that, leave a comment for whether or not you've watched the Academy Awards recently, if you think the Academy Awards are interesting at all, and also, what do you think is going to happen to the Academy Awards after this? I heard some conversation about maybe the Academy Awards airing on a different network. I think this might be over for people caring about the Academy Awards. I think we might have to relegate this to, like, fucking TBS or something, TBS seems like the kind of the kind of network that would put on uh, the Academy Awards again. Fall from their grace, the Academy Awards. TBS is going to be right there, just right there to scoop it up, I would think. And I think cable's probably the best thing for the Academy Awards because, A, nobody's going to watch it, so let's just shove it on over to cable. Nobody's going to watch it. Everybody's just going to wait for the, the review. Everybody has their favorite news site bookmarked, and they're just waiting for the Golden Globes to run down the next day. Nobody 
is actively sitting there just, oh, I got to watch the Academy Awards. I'm just really looking forward to it. I got to hear what all these celebrities have to say and who they have to thank. That we just have to. Netflix also announced last week that it would not engage in any activities with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association until more meaningful changes are made, which is, of course, something vague that they can put out to make it seem like that they're woke enough to be part of the crew. What even are more meaningful changes? Like, they use the problem with this opinion, the problem with the people that subscribe to wokeism, which is mostly Hollywood, is that they don't ever actually have any real solutions. They just kind of say things that don't mean anything, and they hope that people will interpret that as they will, as whoever says it means it. And that's just how they work. Just do this, do as I say, not as I do, and such is the life of Hollywood. So NBC not having the Golden Globes anymore. We'll see what happens to the Golden Globes as the year rolls on. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. Tom Cruise is outraged. What is he outraged about? Probably the fact that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is just not diverse enough, and he is so mad that he is returning his three Golden Globe trophies to join the protest against the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. The trophies just sent to HFPA headquarters are the best actor prize he won for Jerry Maguire, the best actor prize that he won for Born on the Fourth of July, and the best supporting actor prize that he won for Magnolia. Tom Cruise is pissed, he's upset, and he's not going to take it anymore. Sources said that this just happened as the Golden Globe House of Cards continues to crumble. So Tom Cruise just became the latest star to speak out, including Netflix, Amazon, and NBC, among others over the slow crawl that the organization is making to reform its lack of diversity. Again, they d we don't even know what diversity means in this sense. They, they just say diversity. We're trying to promote diversity and inclusion and equity without, without saying anything about what are we going to do? How is this a problem? Where is this a problem in our organization? It's just, no, we, they just saved the buzzwords. A diversity and inclusion and equity and critical race theory and there's nothing to really show for it. They're just talking to hear themselves talk. And unfortunately, that's how it is for most of Hollywood. And Tom Cruise bought into this outrage and his hype. And he's returning his Golden Globes. What is he going to do without those Golden Globes? Oh my God, how is he going to know that he was the best actor in Jerry Maguire and the best actor on Born, of, Born on the Fourth of July and the best supporting actor in Magnolia? How is he going to know if he doesn't have, if he does not have the Golden Globe to to show for it. So, it's a shame, Tom Cruise. Seth Rogen is also making news for claiming that he will no longer be working with James Franco in the foreseeable future after sexual assault allegations. While Seth Rogen and James Franco have had a strong personal and professional relationship that's changed dramatically recently as a result of the many allegations of sexual misconduct against Franco, and Seth Rogen is now publicly distancing himself from his former collaborator and friend. This comes off of the back of last year and in 2008, the accusations of women. James Franco is essentially getting me too and Seth Rogen is just deciding, all right, now at this very moment right now in 2011, despite the fact that I knew about all of this and claimed that 
my opinion doesn't matter, which is what Seth Rogen said about a year ago. The truth is that my perspective on this is the least relevant perspective, Seth Rogen said. I'm friends with these people, and I'm a dude. All that combined makes me the last person who should be talking about this. Well, here he is talking about it, claiming that he will no longer be working with James Franco. Now is the time that Seth Rogen needs to get on his moral high horse and decide, all right, my former friend and frequent co-star, not working with them anymore, and that's just how it's going to be. God, that movie, there's a movie that has Seth Rogen and James Franco and all of that that whole fucking crew of people that all play themselves. And I think it's based on like an apocalypse movie. I don't know what it's called. And I saw pieces of it. And I don't know why I've never heard of this movie before. But overall, I really think that Seth Rogen is just... I don't want to say he's irrelevant anymore, but he's definitely, at the very least, fucking annoying. Like, if anybody follows him on social media or if anybody follows any of the things that he says besides the things that are his movies, Seth Rogen is just awful. He is a... He essentially is all of all of what's wrong with Hollywood. He, what I can say is that I despise abuse and harassment and I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that. You know, except for the last two years where you knew about this and did nothing. Except for that. I also look back to that interview in 2018 where I comment that I would keep working with James. And the truth is, is that I have not and I do not plan to right now. I don't know if I can define that right now during this interview, he explained. I can say it, um, you know, has changed many things in our relationship and our dynamic. Okay. Okay. That... Enjoy it, Seth Rogen. You're you're doing okay. You're doing fine. Finally, in Entertainment Club, Gwyneth Paltrow is showing exactly how out of touch he is because she made waves yesterday on social media for a story that broke about how she caved to the pandemic. Now, a lot of people had quite normal reactions to the pandemic. They, At least at first, it, it was a little bit fearful. Nobody really knew what to do. Everybody's being locked up and nobody exactly knows how to handle it. But Gwyneth Paltrow has come out and said, I had it just as hard. I had it just as hard as normal people in the pandemic. She didn't actually say that, but I'm I'm assuming that that's what she thinks because Gwyneth Paltrow is not a real, not a real person. She admitted to drinking as many as two cocktails a night during the lockdown Oh my god, two cocktails a night? What the fuck? And then, get this, she also sometimes ate bread and pasta. Oh my god, oh my god! I don't know what I would do if I had to be locked up in a pandemic lockdown and eat bread and pasta. Oh my god, oh my god. My lowest point this pandemic was when, at the end of my tether, I yelled, I'm at the alpha at my four-month-old puppy, according to the article of this news site from The Guardian. That's great. I'm glad that journalists are interjecting their own personal stories in the news. This is fantastic. And anyway, that was Entertainment Club.
if I can find where the Entertainment Club outro is. Let's see. There it is. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! We will do it live, Billow. And now... To close out the show, I would like to bring back a classic vintage bit from the old Voice of Light shows, and let's do Reach for the Sky. Oh no, not my shit! Somebody do something! Reach for the Sky! Oh no, Cher, Woody! Look, we cover a lot of serious, groundbreaking, and essential issues on this show, and I'm glad that you're sticking around for it. But at the end here, we can at least wind down with a little bit of reach for the sky. We've got a couple minutes, and what we do is we go to randomquestionmaker.com, and I'm just going to kind of shoot the shit with you guys here on the show for the last couple minutes. Let's see. We've got five categories on randomquestionmaker.com. We've got candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And you know what? I want to go with the creative one today. So let, let's let's refresh. Let's see what random, gen- random question generator has got. What famous artist, dead or alive, would you want to paint your portrait? Who, God, I have no idea. Now, the thing is, obviously do not want to go with uh, a caricature artist because look, I got some really bad facial features that I do not want uh, exaggerated in a caricature art, but we'll not go with that. Famous artist. Let's see. The problem here is that I don't know a lot of famous artists because I'm not in, I'm, I'm not really a big art fan. Like a lot of people are, and I'm not saying that I can't sit in front of a good piece of art and appreciate it, but I'm not going out there and I'm not seeking out like artists. And I don't know though. I actually leave this question to you guys. I'll leave this uh this artistic question. Oh god. Oh god. Get it away from me. So I'll leave this question to you guys. Make sure to leave a comment on the videos and Also leave a comment on social media too. Let me know what famous artist would you want to paint your portrait because I'm sure there are a lot of artists out there that have really distinct styles and distinct like ways of getting what they're trying to paint or draw across. And I'm sure you do little micro notices of those styles. You might not necessarily know what you're getting yourself into, but you can you notice little things about art style that re- that really speaks to you. And overall, either way, let me let me know what you think about that. What famous artist do you want? And we'll maybe go over it next show if we have time, or I will hang out in the comments with you guys and we'll shoot the shit and chat about famous artists and that was the show catch you guys tomorrow at 7 and of course stick around simulation radio products for the very interesting show live Thursday night to cap off the week see you tomorrow bye
everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy.